This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, November 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Gobbling up food savings. Tax bills on menu. Co-ops press for fix. Purdue orders reorganization. And the RFS stalemate. Here's some good news as we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. The American Farm Bureau Federation today is releasing its annual survey of the cost of Thanksgiving dinner. According to the report, the cost will be the lowest since 2013. The total cost for turkey, sweet potatoes, peas, and all the other fixings, 49.12. That's 75 cents less than a year ago. Sliding prices and a number of commodities, including turkey and milk, are responsible for the decrease. The findings are in line with USDA reports that show overall food price inflation has been modest to non-existent for the last several years. GOP looks to advance tax reform. Congressional Republicans look to take another big step today on tax reform. House Republicans are confident they have the votes to pass their tax bill today, although at least eight GOP members could vote against it. In the Senate, Finance Committee continues debating amendments to its version of the bill. Committee Republicans are determined to finish the bill before leaving town for the week-long Thanksgiving recess. Hatch Amendment Addresses Ag Issues Finance Chairman Orrin Hatch has proposed a series of changes to the Senate bill that have implications for farmers. One new provision is designed to ensure that cattle feeders can continue writing off interest expenses even if they aren't eligible for the small business exemption of the bill. Hatch's proposal also would sunset the higher estate tax exemption that is included in the legislation. The 2025 expiration date is intended to help reduce the cost of the bill, but it would also create new uncertainty that permanently doubling the exemption was supposed to end. Wrangling over co-ops continues. An issue important to farmer cooperatives is still at play. Hatch's package includes a provision designed to replace a deduction used by farm co-op members that's being repealed with the bill. But the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives says the provision doesn't go far enough. A source familiar with the issue says the lingering concern has to do with the portion of the existing Section 199 deduction that co-ops sometimes retain to make improvements. Senate Agriculture Chair Pat Roberts, who's a senior member of the Finance Committee, is hoping to get the bill altered further. The ranking Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, is also on the Finance Committee. She raised the issue of Section 199 yesterday as a significant concern with the bill. She said this is all about making things in America and growing things in America. USDA reorganization moves ahead. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is moving ahead with reorganizing his department, including eliminating the Grain Inspection, Packers, and Stockyards Administration as a standalone agency. Most of the decisions follow earlier proposals. A copy of a directive obtained by AgriPulse also orders the Codex Office to be moved from the Food Safety and Inspection Service to the USDA's new trade office. Purdue told the Senate Agriculture Committee last month he was delaying the Codex and GIPSA move because of concerns raised by stockholders. FDA and food safety groups in particular had raised concerns about the Codex move. Back and forth on the RFS continues. Well, there's no end in sight to the stalemate over Bill Northey's USDA nomination. 
Texas Senator Ted Cruz, who's holding up the nomination to get a meeting with the White House on biofuel policy, hasn't received any outreach so far from the administration, according to a source who's close to the issue. Cruz sent a letter to Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds this week seeking to work out an agreement to give refiners relief from compliance costs. But today... The National Biodiesel Board is weighing in on the issue by sending a letter to President Trump arguing against any change in requirements on refiners. The letter says many of the refinery owners seeking relief knew what the law was when they purchased the companies. NAFTA negotiators get an early start. The fifth round of talks to rewrite the North American Free Trade Agreement doesn't kick off officially until Friday in Mexico City. But the U.S., Mexico, and Canada confirm that some negotiations have already started. Negotiators have a lot of controversial issues to work through, including the most recent U.S. proposal that Canada end its tariff on U.S. dairy exports over a 10-year period. Now, the talks didn't stop at the end of the previous round that was held in Arlington, Virginia. Officials also confirmed yesterday that high-level talks were held on the sidelines of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Ministerial Meeting that President Trump recently attended in Vietnam. Lighthizer in London as future trade deal eyed. The U.S. and the U.K. continue to pull closer together as Britain works on its lengthy exit from the European Union. The USA is our single biggest trading partner, and this dialogue will help provide certainty and confidence to businesses on both sides of the Atlantic and identify existing barriers to trade. That the word of British Secretary of State for International Trade, Liam Fox, after attending the second meeting of the U.S.-U.K. Trade and Investment Working Group. Lighthizer agreed with Fox that the meetings could lead to a trade deal. USDA reg reform leader hit with Hill queries. A lawmaker is demanding that the leader of the USDA's regulatory reform effort provide details of any meetings she's had with CropLife America officials or representatives. Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman, a New Jersey Democrat who sits on the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee, also asked Rebecca Adcock to turn over emails with representatives of pesticide manufacturers. The demand stemmed from a meeting that the former crop life lobbyist attended with representatives from the Southern Crop Production Association and Kelly Bray, a current crop life lobbyist. USDA says Adcock complied with all relevant ethics requirements. CropLife CEO Jay Vroom says his group has been careful not to create an appearance of a violation. Here's today's He Said It. We can no longer tolerate unfair trading practices that steal American jobs, wealth, and intellectual property. The days of the United States being taken advantage of are over. That President Trump referring to China after returning from his trip to Asia. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, November 16th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.